This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The House Judiciary Committee has killed a bill to end the statute of limitations for civil claims in child sexual abuse cases. Senate Bill 277 was carried by Senator Shane Morigo, the Democrat from Missoula. The legislation would remove limitations that prevented a person from bringing a claim after the age of 27 or three years after realizing the damage from the abuse. Morigo said the extended timeline was necessary because it can take a long time for a person to understand they were abused or be able to discuss it. In early March, SB 277 cleared the Senate 47 to 3, but in the House Judiciary Committee on Monday, Representative Casey Knudsen from Malta said he had concerns about eliminating the time frame to bring civil cases. Quote, I think statutes of limitations, especially in regard to civil actions, are there for a good reason. Representative Laura Smith, the Democrat from Helena, said that as a lawyer, she has worked on sexual abuse cases and understands that many who are abused are not able to discuss it in the time of the abuse or even years after. Quote, we owe it to the victims to pass this bill, Smith said. The bill died on a party-line vote with Republican opposition. State lawmakers have begun the process of forming a special committee to examine Montana's prison capacity. An amendment added to House Bill 5, the legislature's billion-dollar infrastructure spending package, would appropriate $100,000 for a select committee on corrections capacity and system development. The committee would be made up of six members, three representatives to be appointed by the Speaker of the House and three members of the Senate appointed by the President of the Senate. The committee would focus on establishing an overall framework for long-term facility needs and immediate improvements for the Department of Corrections and its facilities, according to the amendment. The amendment passed 19-4 to with bipartisan support. The select committee, if approved along with the rest of HB5, would furnish a report and suggest possible legislation for the 2025 legislature. Two standing committees, the Legislative Finance Committee and the Law and Justice Interim Committee, would have to review the report prior to its submission to the governor and the 2025 session. The legislature's main infrastructure spending bill took a step forward on Friday, with more than a billion dollars in projects clearing a key budget committee on a near-unanimous vote. House Bill 5 contains the funding for the state's long-range building program, the bulk of which is funded by coal trust money. It contains most of the state's capital development projects and major repair projects that need funding over the next two years. The bill's sponsor, Representative Mike Hopkins, the Republican from Missoula, has previously said that the record amount of money contained in the bill is partially due to the massive infusion of federal infrastructure money that came to Montana in the last two years. The bill now heads to the full House after a near-unanimous vote from the 23-member 
House Appropriations Committee. The vote was 22 to 1. Representative John Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Anaconda, authored several successful amendments to the bill. Another $10 million was added to HB 5 that would allow the Department of Corrections to move forward with a plan to establish a pre-release center in Flathead County. A proposal from the DOC said the facility would have a 60-bed capacity. Fitzpatrick also succeeded in adding $7 million for a sexual offenders unit at the Montana State Prison. Of that, $4 million would go to costs, and the rest would be operating expenses. Another addition to the bill, $5 million in grants for homeless shelters in the state, survived an attempt by conservative Republicans to delete it. It was added by Hopkins. He chairs the budget subcommittee dealing with infrastructure. A separate amendment established a one-to-one matching fund grant for recipients of the grant. Montana's U.S. Senator John Tester wrote to the president in order to voice several concerns that the senator has about northwest Montana as President Biden heads for Canada later this week. Tester asked Biden to work with Canada on the selenium pollution from the Kootenai River and Lake Kukanusa. In the brief letter, the senator raised several issues for the president to consider during his visit with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Among Tester's top concerns is a vaccine requirement for truck drivers crossing the U.S.-Canada border a mandate affecting supply chains and trade, according to the senator. Senator asked Biden to negotiate a new softwood lumber agreement with Canada in order to create jobs on the American side of the border. According to Tester, for years, the contamination upstream from metallurgical coal mining along the Elk River has seeped across the border. While selenium In small amounts, is necessary for life. In high concentrations, it can harm fish reproduction. Tester said the level of selenium coming from the Elk River has been increasing and that selenium concentrations have led to the degradation of water quality and aquatic life in Lake Kukanusa. The modernization of the 1964 Columbia River Treaty was mentioned by the senator as well. The treaty was originally brokered between the U.S. and Canada to increase flood control on the Columbia River. But now, Senator Steve Daines, Montana Governor Greg Gianforti, and Tester have all said that they are ready to change the treaty. Tester is calling on Biden to negotiate an agreement that will, quote, serve all the communities that rely on the Columbia River. A new report finds community college students are largely satisfied with digital learning. The digital transformation of the community college from Bayview Analytics found 79% of students gave online courses an A or a B for meeting their educational needs. Joe Thiel, the Interim Deputy Commissioner for Academics, Research, and Student Affairs for the Montana University System, said the pandemic was the circumstance that allowed improving learning online.
Field said Montana saw a slow but steady increase in students taking courses fully online before the pandemic. Levels are even higher now. He said online coursework fits better with some people's schedules, such as adult learners with jobs or people separated by geography from the classes. Thiel noted that online education has advantages in a large rural state like Montana. He said the Flathead Valley Community College in northwest Montana was able to work with the Miles Community College on the other side of the state to help that college establish licensed practical nurse programs. Thiel added the move online also means colleges have to rethink the services they provide, such as library access, advising, and counseling. Two bills heard in the House Appropriations Committee on Friday aim to reimburse Lake County for increased costs for operating law enforcement on the Flathead Reservation and ensure that the state will adequately fund PL-280 moving forward. House Bill 478, sponsored by Representative Joe Reed, the Republican from Ronan, would appropriate $42 million to Lake County. Senate Bill 127, sponsored by Senator Greg Hertz, the Republican from Polson, creates a mechanism by which, if the state and county can't agree on the amount of funds needed for law enforcement, the state would take over jurisdiction and costs. Hertz says the Flathead Reservation is one-third tribal and two-thirds non-tribal. Representative Reed said that the relationship between the sheriff's office and the tribe is cohesive, and they determine on the scene who has jurisdiction, but the state needs to pay reparations for their past expenses, and there needs to be an agreement for future expenses. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in now 50 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.